This is Sandy Washington with Syl Stenman, and this morning we have a very special guest, Stephanie Manley, who is the CLC Director of Philanthropy. Welcome. Thank you. Good nice morning. To have you it's here. Wonderful. What a treat to get to spend time. And you with haven't you. been with CLC a whole long time, but longer than I had thought. A whole three months under my belt. But I'm going with the you get a year to learn your job. Because it's complicated. There are a lot of facets to it. There are a lot of and facets. You are taking the place of Olivia. Olivia Mayer. Yeah. Who had the wonderful opportunity to do what many here have done and retire. And she is traveling and loving time with her grandchild. Oh, good. And expecting another one this oh, fall. Really? So oh, yes. she had t- retired timely. She did. I think purposeful too to have time with the grandkids yeah well tell us where you live and how your career started absolutely i would be happy to share so i'm a native of colorado and i take great pride in that because there are not many of us left Mm -hmm. and so i actually grew up in this neck of the woods, as I like to say, in southeast Denver, I went to Cherry Creek High School, and my family, my dad still lives here, which is great. So I um, was lucky. I got to go to college at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas, and then missed Colorado and came back for graduate school at CU Boulder and did my master's in education and started off my career as a first grade teacher. So something that <laughs> Syl and I have in common was having taught little tiny short people. And isn't it surprising what uh, they know that we don't oh know? Oh my gosh, <laughs> isn't that the truth? And I'll tell you, their excitement for learning and their laughter and in you know anyone who's had a chance to spend time with little kids you know what do we learn from them what so it's i love there's a reading all i ever needed to know i learned in kindergarten you know that i think we've all read at some point but yeah yeah the beginning of teaching them that learning is fun it It is it is fun and it's also it's an adventure because you don't know what they're going to do or say. So anything special happened to you? When you know what? I'll tell, I'll tell you a story. So it literally, I was within my first few weeks of school. I have, t- I have two good stories about that. And I was teaching English as a second language. And I had kindergarten students who really listening is not their area of expertise to begin with, (laughs) let alone they didn't speak English. And so I asked them all to line up and I was very polite and I said, please. And no one did anything. And I looked around the room and I thought, huh, I don't know what to do. And so I used a lot of hand gestures and somehow I got those kids lined up. I don't know how I did, but got them back to their classrooms and realized they're, okay, I think I underestimated what my job is. So you quickly learn how to say 
please line up. Yes, please line up in multiple languages. So Ooh. this was in North Denver, and we had 20 languages represented oh, that um, seems in our impossible. school. It was, yeah. I know, isn't that incredible? Yeah. And it's even more diverse today. That was many years ago. So... Yes, it was it was fun. I also had another I'll share a quick one. I was first grade and one of the kids comes up to me and said, "Miss Manley, Miss Manley, that boy, he cut his hair." And I thought, "What is this little boy talking about and I look over and here's this youngster little first grader with a pile of blonde hair on the table (laughs) (laughs) and all I could think was what am I going to tell his mother and so I pulled out my teacher voice I said Chad I need for you to write a letter to your mom and tell her what you did at school today and I came back and his paper was blank and he, I said, Where, where's your letter to your mom? He said, I don't know how to write. <laughs> and I went, oh, that's my job. And I'm supposed to teach him. <laughs> so quick, uh, what they call on-the-job learning, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And then you spoke to the mother. Yes, I did. I called her after school and said, um, when he gets off the bus, he's going to look a little different. Explain what happened. She said, oh, no, not again. And I was like, well, you should put a warning sticker on your child. Keep scissors away. And the next day I went around and collected all the scissors from the kids. And we only brought them out during arts and crafts. Oh, yes. So the scissors were in my possession at that point. You had some good control. (laughs) Yes, that that was the only way I could figure it out. How long were you in in that job? Honestly, I only taught for five years. And at that point in time, I was in my 20s. And young enough to not know what it meant to work in a school system and that it's a hard job. I just kept thinking, how can this be so difficult? And it's even harder today. I'm, I'm so grateful for teachers who have stayed in the system and continue to teach. And there's a lot more challenges today than there were 30 plus years ago. And so I didn't last too, too long. Yeah. And you had a number of other jobs, too, before you came to... I have. I'm one of those people, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. You like variety. I like everything. (laughs) Exactly. And so I actually did real estate for a while. One of my favorite things I got to do is I worked for Operation Christmas Child, which was, for many will know, um, Samaritan's Purse, which is the ministry of Franklin Graham. And many churches here and around the United States have made shoe boxes for kids. And you collect them in November and they get distributed all over the world. And then it was my privilege because I got to go distribute shoe boxes. And uh, where did you go? Oh my gosh, I got to go pretty much to Central America. So I went to Dominican Republic, Panama. Um, I can't remember where else. There were a couple others in there. The reaction must have been amazing. Oh, my gosh. I So I will, we were in Panama, and I remember this very well because we were on a school bus, and it's hotter, and I'll get out. The windows are down. There's no air conditioning. They told us, they said, we're taking you to the dump. Mm. And I was like, okay. I didn't really know. I didn't know what that meant. And as we were driving down this dirt road, you, you could smell it. 
And I thought, oh no, what am I going to do? Like, I wanted to be so respectful that people lived here and this is their home. And I didn't want my face to reveal that I was uncomfortable. And the bus pulled up and we got to this area. And honestly, it was like a park. It was set under the trees. There was shade. The families had come together and they were gathered around waiting for us. And the most amazing part to me was there was no, you couldn't smell the trash. And I never figured it out, except there's many mysteries in the world that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so we gathered the kids and we gave out shoeboxes. And there was this little girl, probably maybe five or six years old, and her entire shoebox was all princess goodies. (laughs) There was a tiara and a wand and a necklace and... To this day, I can see the picture I took of her of just turning into a princess. And the part that was so beautiful is like that box, whoever created that box in the United States or wherever they made that box, that ended up in just the right child's hands. It's it's kind of a miracle, and it's so nice to hear it from that end. And I think that was really where my passion for doing what I do came in is because I realized... One, we're so privileged to live in a place with so much abundance and so many blessings. And that by giving back to someone we don't know most of the time, we can have an impact and change someone's day, someone's life. And I love Christian Living does a great job of that through, oh my gosh, the residents at Holly Creek and our other communities, but particularly Holly Creek, are so generous in contributing to making a difference well, for others. There was a time recently we saw it here, and I think it was a um, independent kind of thing where we were asked to give money to donate to the um, school op- school supplies. Yes, yes. And the report came back to us that there was enough for not only this year but next year <gasps> and possibly into the third year. And so that that shows a very generous spirit here. That that generous spirit is... uh, So coming into this position, so one of the things people learn about me quickly is um, I love people, but I also actually love data. I So in my job, because my the primary part of my job is fundraising and connecting with people to find out what they're passionate about. So I get to look at the reports to find out, so what did we do with those donations? Because when you donate money or donate your time or donate your skills as a volunteer, you want to know how did it make a difference? And so at Holly Creek, there's a group here. There's so many individuals who support the Cottager Music Series. They bring in these beautiful performances monthly. I mean, it's an incredible. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. And Peggy and Karen do a great job leading that group. In fact, I'll be back this afternoon. They've got a meeting at 3 today, so I want to come say hello. But they bring in these incredible performances, and it's all funded through the residents, which is, I mean, that's a gift. Yeah, needles and threads. We were talking about this yesterday. I truly want to thank you. CLC, oh, 
uh, and you're writing a check for needles and threads. It's it's very exciting to have people come in, especially new people, and say everything is here that you need. Mm. I love so that. So you just volunteer your time, mm-hmm. and I they send out hundreds of blankets every year and sweater sets. Huh. All paid for through CLC mm. and some of the donations here at at Holly yes. Creek. Um, Isn't that people p- love getting together to do it? it but then it, we've heard from the other end, the receiving end, they go so fast that the need is great. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly inspired. And so many residents have knitting and sewing talents that they grew up with, where they used to make their children's clothes or yes. knit sweaters. Or and a chance to do that again in some capacity. Uh-huh. As and they sit in their rooms, they can do this. Yes, and yes. It. And it helps, you know, so for some of us, the days can be longer and there can be an element of loneliness, even though, oh my goodness, Holly Creek has so many activities. I don't know how you could be lonely around here. <laughs> it's but true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, so it's, we thank you for that. Oh, you are so welcome. And I, gift. there's so many committees and groups here and I want them to know um, you know reach out April does such a phenomenal job of coordinating the many many endeavors that enhance resident lives that's for sure and so reach out to April if there's something that's going on and and you might need funding for it we so we have an application process and our goal is to say yes to as much as we can um, because we have generous residents who have uh, who have given money and will continue to give. And I know we talked about, Sandy, yesterday, the Connections Committee. Mm-hmm. I know that's something I saw that uh, money had been donated back to the Connections Committee. And you were telling me about the great work that they do and what it, oh. Oh, they do. They have a wonderful woman, Kathy Racine, mm. who leads the Connections Committee. And Holly Creek is the only residential facility that has the Connections Committee. Isn't that? I, but how great to live in a place that honors people where they are at in their life development mm-hmm. and creates for those of us, and, and memory challenges are part of so many people's lives and so to have a a team in a place where people can go and continue to utilize their their cognitive capacity to enhance Mm -hmm. what they can that's that's important that's really valuable socialization that just time together projects Mm -hmm. crafts and math problems Mm -hmm. kathy does a wonderful job i've heard she's great and i've heard volunteers too that help oh i love that i didn't know that i for 14 years i ran a volunteer program at a hospital here in town so i am a big fan of utilizing volunteers and I know we couldn't have done what we did at the hospital without our volunteers and I know it's true at Holly Creek that and in many of our communities Mm -hmm. our volunteers are our residents but Holly Creek does a great job of bringing in volunteers from I think Becky does a fantastic job of finding people she's even found people to help edit Oh, the how cool. radio. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's you've got some some really talented team members yeah. here. Really and I love so that. some of the donations and and I don't know if people know this but 
we try to give back to our team members too. And so one of the things that we have for team members is scholarships for team members who want to continue their learning. And um, it might be a degree going on and, and going back to school and getting another degree. It could be a certification. It could be a training in a specialty area such as dementia. Um, I know that um, we invested this year in an HVAC designation, and I don't know the description of that, but isn't that amazing that we support our team members through ongoing education? It means the next step for them. In it does. Cases. It's a life changer for some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we also have what's called critical needs. So because, as any of us know, it, it life throws us curveballs. And there's times where your paycheck just may not cover what it needs to. And especially with these days with what it costs just to go to the grocery store. But so critical needs is for team members who may run into a scenario. So, for example, a car breaks down or they need help with rent one month or need help with their electricity. We can help provide funding so they can continue living, so they can also keep showing up to work and serving our residents. So I love great show of support that is. Yeah. Oh yeah, our staff. And they deserve it. They work hard every day. They're like a family. They are family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I noticed that this morning, Sandy, you're speaking Spanish to me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Makes them feel at home. I love it. I practice my Spanish. That's fabulous. I love it. Well, there's some visual things that we can see that CLC has helped with, too. Mm. So what are some Mm. of those things? Oh, gosh. That's a great question. Well, we've had, I'm going to share with you, we launched it last week. We launched the news last week and a project that is getting ready to start ah fingers crossed i'm gonna say double fingers crossed in the next two months this fall but a few gosh i think it was actually just a year ago residents and independent living came together and contributed to remodel the south gardens um the south courtyard and so there's now this beautiful gazebo out there in a place where people can go outside and enjoy our like today is a perfect colorado day mm-hmm. two gazebos yes and be outside enjoy time with friends family each other we are getting ready to launch a project to redo the sweets gardens. Oh, that's wonderful. And if you haven't been out there in a while, wait a couple months until they're redone. But you might go out to see there's a huge need. They they just they haven't been maintained through no fault of anyone's. But the vision is we're going to pull up the astroturf because astroturf creates heat. And that makes it not as usable for our wonderful residents. And we're going to put some real grass in there. We're going to bring in some trees and just... Oh, they will love that. Oh, my gosh. And then, so Linda Hello has been a team member for years and years. This is her vision. She went back to school and got a a background, and I'm not going to get it quite right, but basically on therapeutic horticulture. And so her vision is to create a place where residents can still garden. Mm -hmm. 
can still get their hands in the dirt, can still share their skills. They may have, you know, grow, they grew up on a farm, they gardened for a living, they grew flowers, and they can still be a part of that here. Oh, they will be so happy. Yeah, so that would be exciting. So just yesterday, we got the approval. So we had a very generous resident who donated what I call the, the starting funds so we could get this project started. Yesterday, we got approval to use some of the Holly Creek unrestricted funds, that's that's fundraiser language, um, to get this project started. So we have $88,000 so far. The entire project is going to cost just over $130,000. Mm-hmm. So the community through our capital project is hopefully going to be able to contribute some money. And then we are going to do an outreach to residents, both in independent living and the suites, to see if people might be willing to do a donation to help us so we can redo the suites gardens. And it's going to benefit everyone, residents, family, team members. So that's our, our big vision of what's coming in the next oh, six months. Thank you for sharing months. about that. I know it's, it's like exciting. an insider secret because it's so new. <laughs> like literally it just got approved yesterday. So oh, hot news. That's great. I hope so too. So yes. That's, that's wonderful. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, the, some of the needs of uh, the team members, are, you brought up um, – Chaplain Jim Cock. Yes, Jim Cock. And he, well, he has a lot to do with the classes he leads. Mm -hmm. Sundays he's here and there. And um, also you mentioned that he, he is willing to talk to people individually if they have problems that they want to share with somebody trusted he's a a very trusted advisor to many and and we don't know about that we shouldn't know about it but it is available isn't that great to know it's available and you and you're right those conversations are kept confidential Mm -hmm. as they should be and they can be conversations with residents conversations with team members with our staff with family members, you know, as, as residents transition in their health, we as families need support sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as team members, we need support. I'll give you an example. When I worked at the Medical Center of Aurora, I was actually there during the Aurora Theater shooting. <coughs> so oh. for many of us who've lived in Colorado for a long time, that's a very unfortunate part of our history. As, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our chaplain came in at we were all there at one in the morning and he was there through I don't even know how many hours of counseling not only the victims but us as team members because it was pretty traumatic just to to know what happened in your community and and to see the see people who were hurt and their lives were changed forever because of of one night so to know chaplains and chaplain jim does mm-hmm. he absolutely does the same thing and at the same time money is raised for um during the services yes this month i think it goes to project cure it changes i believe monthly so 
just, love Project a, Cure. Yeah, that's a great organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also seen you donate to Food Bank of the Rockies. I've worked there for that. a couple of uh-huh. years. And, and I will tell you, especially, like we talked about, anyone who's had to go to the grocery store recently will know it's not inexpensive. And so... It's kind Project, of a shock. Oh, it's, <laughs> I know. It's a crazy shock. Before We could keep talking oh my gosh, about we could money spend all for, day. for hours, but there is some... some facet to what you who you are mm. and that is bicycle riding <laughs> yes. and I know we could talk about that a, a long time too but Stephanie tell us about your your career which is still ongoing absolutely okay yeah. tell us about it your uh, bike riding I do so bike riding is a big part of my life I started I'll tell you a quick funny story. I'll make it fast because I know we have limited time. When I worked at the hospital, we decided to support the MS Society for Multiple Sclerosis. They had a bike ride. And so I said, sure, I'll do it. Well, I didn't even own a bike. And so that's how I started bike riding is I signed up to do a 150-mile ride, which who does that? For your first one. For my first one. Well, I had to do a few before that. <laughs> and and then it turns out, I was like, well, this is kind of great. You get to see Colorado. And I got time with friends. And honestly, for me, it gives me time, quiet time, time to reflect, time to pray, time to think about people. You're outdoors. You're outdoors, which that's my happy place. So in August of this year, I actually, another crazy endeavor, I did the Copper Triangle, which is an 83-mile ride. And I think there's some residents here who have done this ride, but is my guess. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and so you do four mountain passes in one day, and you finish by riding your bike over Vail Pass. And many of us, I know, have skied in Vail, so you know that's not a small pass. But, oh, so beautiful. My legs were sore for a few days, I will admit that. Um, But for me, it was um, this special time of, of just renewal. And I lost my mom two years ago to leukemia. And it was a chance for me to heal. And a chance for me at the very top, I said out loud, I said, this is for you, Mom. And she's such a part of who I am. And so is my dad. And they've been a part of the the community in in Centennial and Greenwood Village for 55-plus years. And so it's fun. I've actually run into a lot of their friends here at Holly Creek. Oh, have you? Yeah. My dad, Dick Manley, is a big golfer. Um, He plays over at Cherry Hills. And so there's quite a few golfers around here, too. And so, you know, I'm lucky I got to come from a family that valued giving back to the community. And And you have a brother. I do. I have a brother. Chris Manley lives here in town, also an avid golfer. And he, I am so lucky because he has two wonderful kids, an 18-year-old daughter who just went off to University of Virginia as a diver. So she's a competitive diver. And then I, I have a nephew who is 16 who goes to East High School, who is also a golfer and a baseball player. So I'm the lucky aunt. Well, they're very lucky to have an aunt. I'm very. <laughs> I don't cares about. We've them. had a lot of fun over the years, skiing together, playing tennis, and now I get to go watch their sports. And now they drive, so we just go out to lunch together, which it's 
kind of weird to have you're, they're still little in my mind but well you told us a couple of good stories about <laughs> my being little like yes. all kids do those little things those <laughs> little things they do and oh my goodness but my you, they still love you you still love they us? still do most days not all days <laughs> most days not all in fact my brother called me last thursday and said steph i have a favor to ask of you and he does a, he's very generous. He does a lot. And I said, okay, what is it? And he said, could you come over to the house next week and stay with Mason? Well, my brother has two Bernese mountain dogs. Oh. My nephew is very well behaved. The Bernese mountain dogs, not so much. But I agreed. So I get to spend the weekend with my nephew and the two Bernese mountain dogs. <laughs> We'll see who survives. <laughs> who's the, who's yeah. the boss? <laughs> <The> beautiful dogs. <laughs> They're gorgeous dogs. They are. Yes. There was one part of your bike ride, uh, the Tour of the Moon. Oh. Did you actually do that, or you just heard about I it? I did it. It's a weird name for a bike ride, because I honestly, I never know what I'm signing up for. <laughs> And it's part of the fun, but you, you ride through Colorado National Monument, which any of us who've had a chance to go over to Grand Junction and, and drive through there, that's, I mean, Colorado has some beautiful places, but that's pretty incredible. Mm. So, yes, we rode our bikes through there one time in a beautiful Colorado day, another time in a massive rainstorm. Ooh. So, But either way, it's still beautiful. You survived that, though. Survived the rainstorm. That I was not a happy camper that day. but uh, be miserable. Yeah. It, it was pretty miserable. Pretty cold. <laughs> it was really cold. Yes, and your shoes were like making squishy sounds. Yes, like when you've been out hiking and get caught in a rainstorm. Well, we talked about some of the things you might get to do or yeah. we might get to have you do in the future. And one of them was to visit, talk to our hospitality loved. Uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And another was to visit Needles and Threads and actually see some of the things yes. that money, your money, mm-hmm. has your money. purchased. And both. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm both from here and there. I would love to do that. I So the last few years I've been at Covenant Co- Living of Colorado, very similar community. We had a hospitality committee I spent time with. So I'm looking forward to spending time with the residents at Holly Creek and some of your great oh. endeavors. We could probably talk for another few hours. We could. I have another We're out of time. <laughs> We're out of time, but uh, what a pleasure to, oh my gosh. to know you, to have you here at Holly Creek. Thank and you. Welcome back. I love this that. It this feels like coming groups. home. It does. Yeah. Thank you. I'll just say thank you, and, and it's time to say so long. So, so long, friends. Yes, wandering. We'll see you soon. I love that. My knapsack come by then.